Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about what you need to do to get ready to go back to school. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, weather the storms of life, and bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and I've been studying for the past few weeks for a sermon series about lessons we learn from the playground. And I figured, you know, I would start out with some passages that focus on really core virtues that, that most of us had, you know, ingrained in us when we were young, when we were in school, things like, you know, honesty, sharing, forgiving, playing well with others. And, and we may have forgotten those lessons now and, and forgotten to hold on to some of those lessons, but we learned them at some point and they're good. You know, we should be taught to be honest and caring and generous in school. You know, those are traits that God wants to see in us. But as I was working on this series, I realized we also learned some lessons on the playground that we shouldn't. Lessons that aren't helpful to us today and they don't make us a better or a more godly person. You know, the playground, it becomes this bubble of safety and that helped you learn but it also warped the way you looked at the world. And it may still be affecting you even today. So today, I want to talk about some lessons you might have learned in school that are not helpful. And they may still be holding you back from the righteousness that God calls you to. So bad lesson number one, life is about cramming for a test. You know, I like tests. You're given a, a set amount of information to absorb, then you sit down and you put it on paper. Your grade or your fate, it's in your hands, essentially, and that's a lot of pressure. But if you're confident in your knowledge and in your understanding of the material, you're going to be fine. And at least that's what we're told in school. And I like that. I like that uh, sense of control. But unfortunately, most of life, and certainly when we're talking about abundant life, it doesn't work that way. You know, some have called Judgment Day the most important test that you'll ever take. It's pass-fail, and the stakes are high. And that may be a fine analogy, but unfortunately, no matter how much cramming I do the night before, I will not pass that test. Now, don't get me wrong. We need knowledge. 2 Timothy 2.15 tells us plainly that we must be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we need knowledge, but it's not knowledge that saves me. It's the blood of Christ that does that. Cramming may have worked on my final exams, but you'll never be able to know enough to be justified before God on your own. And thank God that we don't have to. Bad lesson number two, the world ends at the playground gate. When we were in the playground at school, or, or maybe now in our work or our home, on our social media, maybe even in our church, we tend not to look very far beyond the bubble around us. And that's not without reason. The bubble is safe. It's where we're comfortable. We know how to react with what happens there. And when we step out, that safety is gone. And so most of us stay inside it as much as we can. You know, the problem is that God never asked us to stay safe. He certainly didn't ask us to be comfortable. He asked us to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, not just the world that happens to be within arm's reach. You know, I could spend you know a whole episode giving examples of those bold risks that early Christians took that were recorded in the New Testament. 
But I'll read one line from Romans chapter 16. It says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. You know, Priscilla and Aquila, they were Jews, and they risked their own necks for Paul, but also for people who didn't look like them, Gentiles, people uh, who wouldn't have played on the same playground as them, outside of their bubble. God tells us the world doesn't end at the playground gate, and he expects us to leave our comfortable and safe bubble to serve others outside of it, even to the point of risking our necks for them. Third, we may have learned the most important book is a textbook. You know, there are some brilliant people in the world. Some live long ago, some are still living. They make incredible things. They've made art and literature, uh, discovered new worlds, cured our bodies, written fascinating histories to remind us of our past. Some people have done some math stuff that I still don't quite understand. But the bottom line is there are smart people and we should learn from their wisdom and their knowledge and their experience. But we must recognize their limitations. No matter how much a textbook can teach us, it's still written by fallible people. It may teach us important facts and figures, but it cannot tell me how I can have everlasting life or glorify my Father. Only the Bible can do that authoritatively because it is the only word from the Almighty God himself. You know, Job cried out in chapter 26, verse 14, indeed, These are the mere edges of his way, and how small a whisper we hear of him. But the thunder of his power, who can understand? You know, people, we can't comprehend things the way God can. We can only see the edges. So don't get so caught up in what you've been taught, what you've learned. That has its place. But when what people have taught you takes priority over what God is teaching you, we've got a problem. Bad lesson number four. We are graded on a curve. That's what we're told in school. In a lot of classrooms, you know, we didn't have to get every question right. We just had to get more right than the next kid, right? So as long as you're the best student in the class, you could always get that A. And when it comes to life, that's not how it works, though. You know, Romans 6.23 warns me that the wages of sin is death. And in chapter 7, Paul writes that our flesh is ruled by sin. And what that means is that I'm not in competition with you. I'm in competition with me, with my flesh. I'm in a race with myself to undo the damage of my sin. But no matter how hard I run, I am going to lose. It doesn't matter if I'm better than the guy sitting next to me. It doesn't matter if I'm more moral or religious or devout. If I have sinned, and I have, then I am owed death. Fortunately, all of Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Finally, we learn that you can measure yourself with a report card. You know, the preacher in Ecclesiastes, he said to himself, as it happens to the fool, it also happens to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my heart, this also is vanity, for there is no more remembrance of the wise than of the fool forever, since all that now is will be forgotten in the days to come. And how does a wise man die? As the fool, Ecclesiastes 2.15. And so in the end, 
our knowledge is going to fade. Our report cards are going to fade. And some of us will even feel that in our lifetime. You know, we learned a lot when we were young, but age is going to take away those memories, take away that knowledge. Uh, even for those who are fortunate enough not to have their memories taken away as they get older, we know that when we die, that knowledge isn't going to stay with us. You know, the preacher calls knowledge vanity. Pride makes us measure ourselves by how much we know. But that is not our true worth. The knowledge that comes from God's wisdom can be our starting point, but just knowing a lot won't make us worthy of God. You know, we learned a lot in school. I'm not talking about facts and figures. Hopefully we learned some of those too, but it was at places like the playground where we learned what it meant to share, even when you didn't want to, where we learned to work with others, where we were taught to be honest and kind. But it was also the place where we learned some not so great lessons. So keep turning to the word of God so that you can know what God expects from you today. And you can have something authoritative to root your life in. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word. And I am so glad you did it with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.